no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Hola, press up. It's time to bear down. Let's go. Shout out to Cousin Heidi. Hope you're staying safe out there. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we preview our Week 15 matchup against the Minnesota Vikings and much, much more. A-Dub, what's the good word, my guy? Hey, everything is good, friends. What's happening with you, man? I'm very excited to talk about these Bears, man, because there's a lot of shit that's going on with this team right now. A lot of shit. <laughs> man, I'm ready to get into that. Yeah, but everything else is good, man. Just gearing up for the holidays. I got some Christmas shopping I got to do, man. I'm a little late to the party. That's why I do a lot of my things early in November, Perez, and everything should be shipped off to me Christmas time. So I do a lot of online shopping, man. I do the same thing, too. It's just I've been so busy, man. I ain't even thought about it. I looked at the tree. I was like, man, I got to do something about this tree. Ain't nothing under there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we know that clock ticket, man. It's already the middle of the month. So No, I'll get it done, audience. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'll get it done. Santa Perez will be making things happen around here. Yes, sir. Santa Perez. As I mentioned, we got a lot to unpack on this show today. Audience, you guys saw the news that came out today. All the guys that we saw that have been hitting that COVID list, today we found out Sean Desai, Bill Lazor, and Chris Tabor have all entered the protocols, A-Dub. Man, man, man. We better hope, Perez. We better hope that they are available for the game. I don't know what's up in limbo right now, but it was just tough to see that the coaching staff has been hit. All them got hit with that, but Nagy didn't get hit with that. So, man, Nagy you must have been quarantined away from his coaching staff because he's the only one that's <laughs> he the only one standing right now. Yeah, he is. You know, he's been through that process already, Perez. Now it's the other way around. Yeah, but shit, man, people can catch him more than once, bro. Remember that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. When I look at this situation here with Matt Nagy being the lone guy there, brother, 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 that does not give me any confidence going into this game on Monday night. <laughs> Because not only is this man <laughs> probably going to be calling the plays, whether Laser is back or not, but now this guy is solely responsible for everything. The coaches, even though they're probably staying away, I mean, they're probably doing everything over Zoom. I know they did a walkthrough yeah. today, but man, it just don't give me any confidence. Man, if he's calling the plays, man, we better pray for Justin Fields, friends. I'm telling you, you better get the print because I, uh, I think that's what's going to happen here. I mean, honestly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw that news come out, I was say, oh, boy. If there's any betters out here, if Bill Lazor is out or we don't hear any sort of updates on that, you better take the Vikings in this game because I'm telling you, Matthew Nagy is going to find a way to fuck it up. He's going to find a damn way. Then you think about the preparation, prayers for the game. How are we going to be prepared when Nagy got his hands in all these different pots, right? It's like, oh, man, this is going to be a disaster. As I mentioned, there's other guys that have been out. So Mario Edwards Jr. is out. Eddie Goldman, Artie Burns, Larry Borum, Sam Camara, who's on the practice squad, Elijah Wilkinson, who's missed a couple weeks, A-Rob, Eddie Jackson, Jesse James, Iggy, Isaiah Coulter, and then Big Dave's boy, Ryan O. Man, ain't that a list right there? That's almost half the team, friends. <laughs> so when you talk about a team getting hit, we done got hit. It ain't just the players. We we artists, we <laughs> talked to y'all about the coaches. So right. you got some players on that list that you're looking at, you like, okay, these are some starters that are out. Because if Borum's not ready to go, 
then who's the alternative at right tackle? It's probably going to be Latavius Simmons. And we've seen that movie before. And Jason Peters more than likely probably won't be starting. Jason Peters probably won't be a go on Monday. So we'll see your boy Tev, Big Tevin Jenkins will be out there. This is going to be one of those situations. And that Vikings defense, especially that pass rush, they're pretty formidable. Vikings pass rush, they what? Number one when it comes down to sacks. So it's like, man, we talking about going against a team like that with a banged up offensive line. That's tough. COVID is rearing its ugly head in sports right now. You and I talked about it yesterday, what happened to the Bulls. Bears are getting hit. But there's a lot of teams in the NFL that's getting hit right now. And this isn't a surprise because a lot of teams and the league itself probably was gearing up for this to happen with these colder months starting to creep in. You and I talked about this, Perez, as the winter season was coming near. It was like, hey, this is what it run the time. People started really getting sick. And that just keeps the spread going. So it's like now, man. The NFL knew about it. So it's been going all across sports. I'm going to pray for Justin. As you mentioned earlier, I'm going to pray that Bill Lazor makes it back. Because <laughs> I do not want Matt Nagy with his face stuck in that Denny's menu and him talking on that headset. Because he's been talking to that headset a little too much for my liking lately. He's trying to act like he ain't calling the plays. We know what you're doing over there, Matthew. We see <laughs> I am hoping, prayers that Bill Lazor comes back because we see a difference, right? We've seen it over and over when Nagy called the plays, and when Bill Lazor called the plays. It's a huge difference. Well, it's a difference. I, I would say the offense looks competent. Okay. But we're <laughs> we still not at the level of some of these high-octane offenses in the league. But I do get your point there, A.W. You're right. It goes from remedial to somewhat <laughs> competent. But at the same time, we'll take that here in Chicago because <laughs> we've had a lot of remedial in, in our time as being fans of this team. Bro, I can think back to some Bears offenses, man. I'm And we would sit there and celebrate first downs. That's how bad we've had it. So <laughs> I hope we're not back at that level, but you're definitely right. We've had some tough times, man, when it comes to the offense. Some very, very tough times. Your memory is not serving you well because we've seen that this season. Two instances, Browns game, Bucks game. So it's still there. But it's when your boy Nagy has his, his nose all up in the situation. He got, we got to keep him out of the equation. That's the key. Keep him out of the kitchen. I talk about this all the time. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Nagy, you are one of the ones that we don't want. We don't want your recipe. We don't want none of your advice. Nothing. That shit tastes awful. We already had your food. Get out of here. That recipe is atrocious, man. But you're right, man. Hey, don't try to keep a short memory for us. Do not remind me about what happened early in the season, man. Don't remind me, man. What they tell you about history, bro. <laughs> Can't forget history, bro. Can't forget. I just hope it don't repeat itself. That's what I hope. <laughs> Listen, I can forgive, but I don't forget. That's that's my motto. <laughs> we are not forgiving him at all. No, I, I can forgive him, but I ain't going to forget this shit. Now, I hate the guy's guts as a coach. I really do. I, I want him out of here. But like, let's say a couple years from now, and he ever shows up on TV or ESPN with one of them jobs, I'll smirk and look at him, and I'm like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> You're a human being. I'm good. But I don't want you anywhere around my team. And that's that's where I stand with this whole thing. These four years have been awful, man. This man will put some gray in my beard. I'm sick of him. Sick of him. <laughs> well, let's talk about this injury report, man. So when I look at this matchup, we talked about Justin Fields. Justin Fields was banged up in that game against the Packers. He even talked about the fact that he felt his ribs a bit when he was throwing passes in that game. We know Justin's toughing things out. So in this matchup against the Vikings, that's still something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, making sure that Justin is good. And also, too, making sure that that offensive line is protecting because Justin Fields got hit way too many times in that ball game against the Packers. 
that's the one thing you worry about him for his, his health, right? That's been the main thing for this entire season when he got a chance to, to be the starter going forward. Right now, he got banged up with the ribs you saw before. We don't want that injury to you know happen again, right, to where now can sit him out for some more games. So the protection for Justin Fields, man, is very important going forward. Well, speaking of protection, Jason Peters, who I talked about a second ago, I have a really strong opinion that he's probably going to sit that game out on Monday night. But I'm hoping because the game is on Monday night, then it gives him an extra day to get back there and get ready. Because in an ideal situation, I would love for Peters to line up at left tackle and then for Tevin Jenkins to be over there at the right tackle spot. That's where I've heard that Jenkins is more comfortable. He's even mentioned that the right side is his preference. So if Peters can make it back for this matchup, it'll be good to see what Tevin Jenkins could do on that right side. But A-Dub, as of right now, that ankle injury that Jason Peters suffered in that game against the Packers, I have a feeling that it's going to hold him out of that game on Monday night. Yeah, first, I have that same feeling. It looks like it's going to be more of um, Jenkins holding down the uh, left tackle. And I am a little worried, though. I'll say that much. I'm a little worried uh, because I know Jenkins, you know, um, had his first game last week against the Packers, right? And he, he did okay, you know, but he did give us some stuff, you know, uh, some penalties, and is he ready? That's something we just don't know yet. It's probably going to take more time for him, but I'm not expecting a whole hell of a lot, man, because I just totally get it when you're coming on to a season where you came from injuries and you have to work your way back. My boy Roquan, he exited that game against the Packers. He re-aggravated that hamstring injury. And the fact that he was even able to come back as quick as he did from that hamstring injury that he suffered against the Lions says all you need to know about Roquan Smith. Guy's tough as hell. Hamstring injuries with normal players usually keep them out a couple weeks. My boy Roquan was like, no, nah, I'm playing in that next game. And he did. But however, A-Dub, he re-aggravated. And with those soft tissue injuries, when you see that these things get re-aggravated, now it makes you wonder, is this going to be a setback for him? Is this something that he re-aggravated and has caused worse damage than what was going on in there previously? Yeah, that's what you wonder right there, Perez. And I think with them trying to play through it, that shows the toughness, like you said. But at the end of the day, Perez, if you re-aggravate it, man, and you hurt it, it could be worse. So I'm hoping that it's not to that level. But now on the bright side of things, though, when it comes to Roquan, because once again, because the game's Monday night, it gives him an extra day. So I would say if the game was Sunday at noon, probably would not be a good chance that he'll play. But he may give it a go when it be a Monday night. Hoping he's able to give it, to, give it a go because we definitely going to need him, right? We're going to need Roquan. Yeah, we'll see about that, man. But those are just some of like the major injuries. We also saw the DeAndre Houston Carson. He went out on IR. He had an arm injury there in that Packers game out for the rest of the season. Andy Dalton, the broken bone. We'll see what happens there, if he'll be the backup there on Monday night or if he'll be Foles again. Either way, it doesn't matter because Justin Fields is going to end up playing that entire game, especially if the offensive line does what the fuck it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> That's going to be the key factor right there. If the offensive line can step up, man. Justin Fields is the guy. We're rolling with him. But, you know, hope Andy Dalton can get better at some point. And the last injury I wanted to talk about is Kyrus Tonga. So he left the game, what Nagy mentioned at his uh, post-game presser, it was a stinger type shoulder injury. Now, I already mentioned earlier, audience, that Eddie Goldman, he's one of the guys that's out due to the COVID protocols. So now if, if we don't have Tonga in that game on Monday night, now that's another big guy down in the middle. And we still don't know about Hakeem Hicks' status because Hakeem Hicks has also been sidelined with that ankle injury. So that's some key losses right there, Prez, with Eddie Goldman. But I am hoping that Hicks could make a return, Prez. We're definitely going to need Hicks because you know that that, that uh, Vikings team, they want to run the football. So Hicks is going to be a major factor for us if he can come. And I think that's a hell of a point, A-Dub, because when you look at this matchup, and we've talked about it before on the show, this Vikings offense, while they can be inconsistent at times, they have that ability to not only run that ball, 
but your boy Kirk Cousins, he's got some weapons there on offense. Thielen, Jefferson, right? He has no problem with taking some shots to those guys deep. We seen it last season when we faced them. Thielen was tearing us up in the red zone, and Justin Jefferson getting off the line of scrimmage with ease. He was killing us in the slot last season when we played them. This is a team that can come at you two ways, right? They can throw the football, air it out. They got some dual weapons there, man. And the, the Vikings, they come into this matchup at 6-7. and seven. So they're kind of battling for the playoffs right now. And we can play spoiler. Yes. But one of the things that everybody makes fun of Kirk Cousins about is his record on Monday Night Football. Because it's not very good. He doesn't have a propensity to play well on Monday Night Football. However, they got a matchup against the Bears. So... I'm wondering if Kirk Cousins and his Monday night football situation he got going on, if that will bode well in our favor playing against them. Because Kirk Cousins, Monday night football, they just don't mix. He's always struggling on Monday night football. Uh, I think he got one win out of what, nine? But then you also got to look at the fact that Nagy, right, what's his record against the Vikings? I think Nagy got a winning record against the Vikings. So hopefully this is one of those games where he could get a victory. Nagy and his track record, and this might be one of the few teams that he's got a good track record against, which the Vikings and the, and the Lions, yeah, Nagy's had success. But as we mentioned on our last couple episodes, we know which team he don't have a good track record, and that's the fucking Packers. And right. That's a team that it counts. But anyway, Adam Thielen for the Vikings, he didn't play in their last game. They played on Thursday night. He has an ankle injury, so we still don't really know what his status is going to be for Monday night. I guarantee you, though, it, because they're in the playoff hunt here, they probably want to give him one extra week. I have a feeling he's going to be a go against the Bears. The fact that the, the game is on Monday, Perez, I believe he's going to be a go. Looks like he's working his way back. So, yeah, that's going to be a, uh, another weapon for them if he's there. And you mentioned about Dalvin Cook running the football. Dalvin Cook went for over 200 yards in their last ball game. We've already talked about our defensive shortcomings and the fact that Dalvin Cook Looks rejuvenated. He missed a couple games with injury earlier in the season. Well, when I was watching him on film in preparation for this show, and I was looking at the holes that that offensive line opens up for him, I'm like, good lord, my mom could run through those that offensive line, the holes that they that they made for him. So not only you got a back like this that has that combination of power, speed, and he's got holes like that. If that defense on the Bears is not able to minimize that, and if that offensive line from the Vikings is able to create opportunities like that we could be in for a long day because i'm telling you that offensive line they get it done for that guy he can go to the left or the right side Perez. those holes are opening up on both sides you talk about him he's already running through three four yards already before he get touched so that's that's gonna be um havoc for us we can't slow that down he's been feeling pretty good he talked about how he's been feeling lately Perez. he says he's feeling pretty good man and um well he's probably feeling his best that he has been all season we're banged up on defense as we talked about on the recap episode and so when you look at this matchup, that's one of the areas that I think is going to be a key for the Vikings. So if the Vikings really want a chance to, to neutralize the Bears and to win this ballgame, I think they attack us underground because that's going to be the opportunity there. And then that'll open it up for them in the passing game. Now, yes. we talk about the secondary. Now, Jalen Johnson, you could put him on Jefferson. But however, Thielen is going to be either lining up in a slot against somebody we don't want him to line up against. And he's going to be lining up against our cornerback, too. So either way, they got a matchup there that they can really neutralize. So as I've been saying on multiple episodes this season, the position opposite of Jalen Johnson has to step up because that's the problem with this defense as opposed to, and also in addition to that, stopping the run. It's going to be the opposite of Jalen Johnson. It's also going to be, you know, who we have in the slot corner as well. That's going to be there to stop uh, K.J. Osborne. So you're right. We got to stop Jefferson 
Osborne and Thielen, right? Who's going to, like you say, opposite Jalen Johnson, who's there to help out? Well, we saw in the Packers game that Eddie Jackson ended up playing a lot in the slot. And that's one thing that I would say. I, I gave I give Eddie Jackson a lot of fucking uh, hassle on the show, only because I know how good he could be and he's he's regressed a lot. But to think about how talented you have to be as an athlete that your normal position is safety. And because of ineffectiveness of the guys in that actual position, they had to put him on the slot to stop what the Packers were doing. So I thought that was really huge. But there's a chance that Eddie Jackson probably won't even play in this game Monday, depending on what happens with him with the protocol. So now that's another guy that you're looking at that's going to have to be replaced. Man, this protocol thing is getting out of hand, friends. So missing Eddie Jackson, that would definitely hurt us big time. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania, new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. Offensively with Justin Fields, pass protection is going to be a big key in this game. Because as I mentioned, the fact that Justin Fields already told us, Justin already told us he felt pain. Well, that doesn't bode well. That means that not only did he go into this game already still injured, but I'm sure he didn't come out of the game feeling any better as many times as he was on the ground picking himself up. And the fact that he was pressured on over half of his dropbacks. And this defensive line that's coming in here for the Vikings, they're nothing to fucking turn your nose up at. And on top of that, Harrison Smith, the safety, this guy comes in hot off the blitz. And that's going to be something else that's going to be important of identifying Harrison Smith and making sure that we keep our eyes and antennas up for him because that guy comes in hot and he will light Justin Fields up if those guys aren't ready for him in the blitz. Vikings have no problem with sending, sending him in the blitz. And- we can't pick it up. Like you said, man, this will be a long day for Justin Fields. That defensive line for the Vikings, they're pretty strong overall. You know, that team, they get in their backfield. They create sacks. You worry about Justin Fields in that area because you talk about his health. How many more of those can he take? You talk about blindside hits too, Perez. How many of those can he take? So, man, I'm, re- I'm really concerned, though, Perez. And I think about um, Justin Fields, man, if, if, how well we can protect him. So that's a big key for us, man. We got to protect the guy. That's my number one key here in this matchup, A-Dub, is pass protection, neutralizing them. It's going to be very important, whether it's Tevin Jenkins or Peters or if it's just uh, Jenkins and Latavius Simmons, whoever the fuck it is at those tackles, they got to get the job done. They got to be ready. Tevin Jenkins, we know he had a bit of a rough game there against the Packers. First experience coming into the league wasn't probably what a lot of us hope to see out of him. But at the same time, I hope that after a game and having that experience under his belt, getting a week of practice and taking more reps, hopefully 
he'll be ready to go on Monday night. But we need a big-time game from Tevin Jenkins on Monday night. A big-time game from him for sure. I still think in this game we're going to have to run the football well because I think this is a high-scoring team. You talk about the Vikings, they love to score, man. And we got to keep up with scoring with those guys. And part of that process is going to be, you know, Montgomery getting them involved. So it's going to be a very big key for us that we're going to have to eventually get down there and score some points for us against one of the high-scoring teams in football. Yeah, but you know what? As I mentioned on that recap episode, this offense isn't geared around being able to compete with any team in any sort of shootout. We saw what happened with the Packers. We kind of got in that matchup. We got a little slap happy, and then they slapped us in the face and reminded us who we are. So I don't want to get in any sort of shootout with this Vikings team. I agree with your key because we got to do the time possession thing. We, we talked about that on the last episode. But we actually have to do that in this matchup. Run that ball with Montgomery. Chew up time off the clock. Right. Keep Cousins and that offense off the field because, like you said, those guys can put up points. I don't want to get a situation where I look up and it's 21 nothing the Vikings. Because in that situation, you know, A-Dub, we ain't got a chance in hell. No, we don't. <laughs> and you know, Nagy thought process is, let's throw the football, let's throw the football. So that dad loses Montgomery, right? He's out the game now. It don't take much for him to forget about the fact that 32's back there, because I talked <laughs> about it on the last show, second half, why Montgomery only had one carry. I wish somebody in the media would have asked him about that. And if they did, I'm sorry, but I, I don't always watch the conferences because I hate hearing Matt Nagy do the word salad thing. He doesn't say anything, and it's meaningful. Exactly. You got to look at film, Perez. That's his, that's his go-to answer. <laughs> I'm sick of him with the film. I'm sick of him with the film. But my last key, A-Dub, before we get into our predictions is tackling. So we talked about Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to be the key in this matchup. Going up against our banged-up defense, and especially that defensive line, and the fact when you factor in that that Vikings offensive line is really good in the running attack, that's going to be really key for us to make sure that we're closing off those lanes and we're tackling, gang tackling, wrapping up Dalvin Cook because he will bounce off of you if you come in there on some bullshit trying to arm tackle him. He will stiff arm you. So they yes. have to actually tackle like they mean it. And that's why I'm really hoping that uh, Roquan Smith uh, plays for us because he's been one of our best tacklers this season. And uh, without him, for us, it's going to be a little bit of a tough role. We got to tackle better uh, against Cook for sure. But one of my last key prayers was around. It really goes hand in hand with yours because if Cook's able to get some yards for us and run football well, that's just what they play action. So I thought that our secondary really got to step up in this game because, um, you know, Jefferson just, uh, I mean, he's an animal, man. The guy is really, really good. So we got to be able to slow that down. Final prediction time. What you got for me? Final prediction for me 27 to 20. 27 Vikings, 20 Bears. A dub has a 27 20. Vikings. So audience, to kind of give you guys a little snapshot of the line here. So in this matchup, DraftKings has this game as the Bears being a three and a half point home underdog. So yet again, audience, we are a home underdog. So A-Dub's got the Bears losing and also not covering the spread. So I see you. I see you. Hey, hey look, man, the way we've been playing defensively, <laughs> we got what we need to do, but um, it's been it's been tough. I hear you because I'm going with you with the Bears losing this game as well. But I got the Vikings winning the game 24 to 20. I have the Vikings 24, the Bears 20 in this matchup. And even though we made a comment about Cousins and his primetime performance, I just look at the, the facts of the facts. Our team is banged up. You got so many guys out with COVID and Matt Nagy's our head coach. And I got a feeling his fingers are going to be all over the play calling sheet on Monday night. So that doesn't bode well for us at all. Now, the one saving grace that we have is Justin Fields because Justin Fields is able to do things back there 
and that quarterback spot that makes up for the fact that Matt Nagy is the idiot coach that we have right now on this team. Justin Fields is the reason why we're here, <laughs> why we really ready to watch the, the, the football game, man. It's all about Justin Fields. That being said, now, Zimmer is a good defensive mind, but I don't think Zimmer's that good of a coach. And audience, you guys already know what I feel about Matt Nagy. So this Monday night game is going to leave a lot to desire from a coaching standpoint. But nevertheless, we will all be tuning in because we are diehard fans. We love this team, even though this team does not love us in return most times. Salute to our man, Justin Fields, friends. That's what it's about. Yes, sir. Well, audience, before we get out of here, I want to make a couple quick announcements. After this recording, we're going to be holding our live trivia final between Michael and Aaron. We're actually doing that as soon as we get off of this recording. Our Winter Circle show, there is no excuse for anybody at this point not to be listening to that show. I'm expecting these downloads to go even crazier. We jumped up about 60% when y'all heard that your boy was on that winning streak. I want them numbers 200%. Because if you want to make some money, you better be tuning into that show. Prayers bringing that heat. All right, audience. Hopefully the Bears are going to bring some damn heat. I don't want to be the only person around here doing all the fucking work now. Matt Nagy and company, come on. Surprise me and A-Dub. Because we both are counting y'all out. We <laughs> both said y'all was going to lose this game. Please prove us wrong. Also, I don't want to sit out there at Soldier Field, another game where I'm just indifferent about what I'm seeing. Give us something to get out of our seats about. Come on, man. Let's go. I'll- I definitely thirst and am thirsty for something to cheer about, Fred. Let's go, Nagy. Audience, as always, we appreciate your support of the show and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We're the Bears Central's podcast. Thanks for listening.